Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Quick programming note this is the last time you can see us the, this week. Like, right? That's not true. No, AEW tonight. Today. Well, I meant tonight. today. Yeah. I meant today, Wednesday. It's going to be the last time. And then tomorrow we're just going to do Thanksgiving because that's what we do. And then yeah. uh, Friday we're just going to take the day off because it's, you know, Thanksgiving. And yeah. uh, then Saturday and Sunday, of course, no papers or Weekend. Anything. Yeah. Taking those days off too. Exactly. This weekend. Uh, that being said, uh, I might do some stuff over at twitch.tv forward slash MF Steve here. So if you go follow that channel, maybe I'll pop up. No promises. Not entirely sure I'm going to. But I get bored sometimes, and then I, yeah, I want to go stream or something. So uh, so that might happen. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Tomorrow, uh, we will be having some programming at our YouTube channel and our podcast app, uh, or whatever podcast app you use. Bash of the Beach 1996, uh, the formation of the NWO. More importantly, there was a ball sack on a pole match between John yeah. Tenta and, uh, and uh, boss Big Man. Boss Man. Yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of the seminal event of that that particular card, but also the NWO was formed. So, yeah. I guess that's we, why that show's noteworthy also. Yeah, right. Mainly though, obviously, the that was a really that was like a, a, a pole enormously match. long large pole attached pole. to that ball sack. Such a meaty pole with that ball sack. <laughs> It was a bit girthy, too. <laughs> it was really long. It was tall. <laughs> yeah. I don't know they expected anybody to scale it. And yet, somebody and yet, did. Jimmy Hart did. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Anyways, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Or if you're a patron, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, $5 right now. You can watch that right now. Right now, immediately. Or immediately to it in the podcast Spe- realm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Speaking of immediately, I guess it's not quite immediately that John Gargano is going to be a free agent. Uh, but it could potentially be very, very soon. So Dave Meltzer recently reported that John Gargano's NXT WWE deal was set to expire December 3rd. Mm. But then on last night's edition of NXT, after taking the loss in North American title triple threat match, he was then added to the men's war game bout, which of course is happening December 5th. That's two days after his contract's supposed to expire. Is he going to do like, did they forget about this again? Is he going to go, is he going to pull Jeff Jarrett and go to uh, to HBK? Be like pony up three hundred large. I don't know, but uh, well, actually, we kind of maybe know now. So, uh, did Gargano sign a new deal with WWE? Well, kinda. FIFA Select reports that Gargano has signed a one-week extension mm-hmm. that'll take him through War Games at end on December tenth. Uh, Fightful. By the way, go subscribe to FIFA Select. It's amazing, great stuff. Fightful adds that negotiations between Gargano and WWE on a, 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 a perhaps a long-term deal are ongoing. Yeah. Uh, of course, this is similar to the uh, the Adam Cole situation where his yeah. contract was set to expire. He signed a short extension. 
to to finish what he was doing, the Kyle O'Reilly feud, and then he left to go to AEW. Now we don't know if beat for beat uh John Gargano's story is gonna go the same, mm-hmm. but it's interesting that uh he has yet to sign an extension, a new long term deal. Um so I don't know. I don't know. I mean We've always kind of wondered the NXT veterans, the NXT 1.0 guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole team of them in this War Games match now. Like, where, like, are there spots for them in this new NXT 2.0? We saw Grizzled Young Veterans lose last night um, in pretty quick fashion. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we, specu- we have speculated, is there a place for them? To be honest, though, during 1.0, they were never terribly booked all that strong. They weren't booked all that strong, but... They were always the, always the bridesmaid, those guys. Yeah, but at least they were a bridesmaid. That means they got some point. Yeah. they, they in, in, in 1.0, they'd beat teams like Briggs and Jensen. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. We've long wondered, what place do the veterans have of NXT in 2.0? Uh, I mean, we might find out pretty soon, uh, depending on what Mr. Gargano does. He decides takes talents to AEW. Then you know he could be a harbinger of things to come. Of either as NXT vets contracts expire, either they they go elsewhere, maybe some stay, or maybe at some point we're gonna see once they they go a hundred percent all in on 2.0. Unfortunately, maybe see some releases. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. And Gargano kind of seems like he's so synonymous with NXT with NXT yeah. 1.0 especially, yeah. that if he leaves, I, I don't mean it, it's, it's, if he leaves, I'm, 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 I'd, I'd be really shocked if like Kyle O'Reilly sticks around. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long Ciampa has left on his you deal, but he might move think, to Maine. You think this but, is a bit of a canary in the coal mine type situation? Maybe. Like, yeah. Maybe. Like if he goes, you think that it's probably going to be, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, I understand I everybody's situation. Let me say this real quick. I understand everybody's situation is different. Like maybe Champa feels like, okay, if I'm not going to be in NXT, if I go up to main roster, my prospects are pretty good. You know, I don't know what his his his, oh, you his mean, thinking uh, is. Gargan- Gargano. No, I'm talking about Champa. Okay. As opposed to Gargano, because if Gargano goes to main roster, I don't know. You know, Vince. Historically speaking, I know I know Gargano is a great underdog. He does great character work. Um, maybe Vince saw what he did in the way was impressed by it. I don't know. But given his size, I don't know if Vince would be like, all right, I'm going to push this guy or not. Well, there's, there, there are little bits of number one. I, I think that Gargano could be. And I don't who I don't think for a second that uh, Vince McMahon realizes this. I have no evidence to suggest that. But Gargano could be their replacement for Daniel Bryan oh, on main roster. He could be. I don't think I, I think that that would have happened by now. If Vince McMahon understood that. I don't think that he I don't think he understands it. Um, I think that what I see now is Scotty too hottie posting up uh, a lengthy, uh, notes app explanation for why he's leaving NXT as a backstage producer. He has said, this is only a couple days ago said at this point, if I continued with NXT 2.0, I'd, I'd simply be doing it for the paycheck and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So there does seem to be a backstage shift in in, in sort of just the, the perception amongst some people anyways. Champa is a little bit different because Champa really does seem to have embraced the role of NX, Mr. NXT 2.0 guy. I mean, he literally it. has a shirt that says it. 
And like when I see matches like with him and Waller um, last uh, yesterday, and it's it was like a fifteen minute match. It was, it was pretty a, solid. It was a longer match, and it seemed like the kind of thing Champa really wants to do what he can to get these younger guys over. And I wonder if he has taken that role very much to heart backstage, where he's like, "Hey, I mean, he's even said he's like halfway through his career, so he mm-hmm. sees a lot a lot of time definitely, left, definitely." But maybe when he says career, maybe he means part of that is helping the future of the company. I don't know. Maybe he he seems to have really embraced it. Gargano is not NXT, Mr. NXT 2.0. He's sort of been around. He hasn't been around. I just don't know. On one hand, if WWE really wants to sign him, he literally has a bun in the oven in Candace, in Candace's oven. He's about to be a dad. That will shift your priorities. If you're looking for stability um, and, and a big paycheck and not have to, you know, hawk your merch on pro wrestling tees and for all I know, get a big paycheck in AEW. I just don't know. But if he know if he, if he likes knowing where his checks are being signed right now, and that's the offer on the table, maybe he'll resign long term with WWE. If he wants a place where uh, his wrestling will be more appreciated, you gotta think that that dude's gonna go to AEW. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a no brainer because you at this point, I'd be shocked if he would take a risk on main roster. Like, I I just don't, I don't know that that would be where he'd, he'd want to go. If, if, if they were, if they would put the entirety of the way up on main roster, I don't know, maybe, but clearly they, they, they're, they're not going to do that. They're never going to do that. Um, so I, I, I don't know it it all. Honestly, you can't tell what a, what a person's, uh, uh, priorities are beyond what you have in front of you. And with Gargano, we really don't have that much in front of us in terms of what does this guy want to do? Does he want to stick around with Champa and help build 2.0 and get a pretty hefty paycheck, which he probably would get? Or is he more interested in continuing to build himself up as Johnny Wrestling, in which case WWE is not the place to do that? Um, not anymore. No. He had a cup of coffee on main roster and Vince sent him right back down. And uh, and I, you got to think that at that point it was like, oh, well, that's it. All right. I'm going to be Mr. NXT. Now NXT is done. This mm-hmm. is not NXT. They call it 2.0. You can call it whatever you want, but it ain't what it was six months ago. And it nope. ain't going to go back to that. Nope. Um, so I don't know. I mean, having a kid changes a lot of things. Wanting to settle down and getting a little bit older in age, even though he's probably only like in his mid 30s or whatever, um, you know, might change some things as well. It'll be interesting, but that's all I can say. I don't have any prediction because yeah, I don't either. you just I don't, don't either. know. You really don't. Yeah, have no idea. You know, and, and with the recent string of, of releases, including uh, people who had just been brought up from NXT to the main roster, I don't know if that's going to influence or, or, or people's decisions whatsoever. You know, because it used to be you got brought from NXT, and then, you know, you got time to develop. Because obviously, it's not like Vince takes what worked for you in NXT and then implements that in the main roster. You know, yeah. yeah. Historically speaking, that's a rarity when they actually do that. And, I, and, and now I it don't seems even like think, you don't yeah. even. Sorry, now it doesn't even seem like you have an opportunity to try to flesh out your character on main. Either they, you know, they, they see like they see you on main roster, either they think it, they have something there or they don't, and they make that decision really, really quickly. Seemingly, even even yeah, 
even even in NXT, it's not as if this shift to 2.0, which we had speculated might be the case, that there would be more continuity between what's happening in 2.0 and main roster. I don't even think that's a chance. I don't even think that's the case. Well, because you saw that all, already. You saw that with Von Wagner showing up one random week on SmackDown, and, and he's just there. And then uh, uh, it's referenced on NXT. Oh, what, you're doing bodyguard work for Adam Pearce? And then mm-hmm. uh, this past Friday, uh, he was gone again right yeah wasn't he wasn't it? on yeah. yeah he wasn't on so <clears throat> i don't know i don't know what's going on there what was what yeah, happened on this past friday on uh on smack was pierce not on smackdown this past week yeah he was wasn't he i don't remember i don't remember either i don't remember either Anyways. so yeah it, it, it remains to be seen it'll be interesting in a couple weeks time um what we hear reports to come out whether he's staying whether he's leaving um and what that might mean for the rest of the veterans in NXT. Who knows? It could be nothing. It could could not be a harbinger of anything, or it could. I just don't know. Well, all that being said, I would be legitimately shocked if Kyle O'Reilly signed a new deal with WWE. Oh, yeah. I would would be like, okay, all right, well, he must love the stability, and maybe he's really into the idea of coaching people backstage. But that being said, given what we see him on screen, I would be floored. I know. <laughs> he signed I know. like out of it. And I know it's wrestling. You shouldn't be shocked by anything. I'd be floored if he yeah, stayed, especially given how much screen time Bobby Fish gets over an AEW. That dude's on every show, which is kind of shocking, too. Um, they couldn't find anything for him at NXT after the dispute era broke up. I know. And given how many people are in AEW, the fact that Bob Fish finds tons of TV time. I mean, half the time he's getting unprettier by Christian, but, you know, still. But it's something. Or, he's or involved yeah, I exactly. Know. He's, he's involved in stories, and you know, it's better to be involved than be on TV than not. I would imagine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways, uh, so we've got one. Is there? Is there? There's still a go home to, to War Games, right? There's I believe an episode so, yeah. There's, next there's week. an episode next week before we get to War Games. Um, yeah. That's but we fifth. got, we got, next of Wednesday course, the first. last week, the women's war game 
uh, match was set up this week. We got the obvious choice for the fourth member of the team faces there with mm-hmm. Kaylee Ray uh, uh, on the men's side of things. As we had speculated and seemed kind of obvious from the jump, yeah, it so did. we're not it that did. smart. Uh, no. Team 1.0 versus Team 2.0. We've got uh, uh, Braun Breaker who got to shout out War, War Games. He yeah. got to shout that out. Uh, uh, Grayson Waller, whose endless feud with uh, L.A. Knight seems to be uh, culminating at War Games in that match. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, which is kind of interesting. Uh, given that he hasn't been like the most prominent member of 2.0, but he's certainly been one of the buzzier aspects of 2.0 for reasons you could sort of figure out. And then, uh, uh, so yeah, it's, it's and then Carmelo Hayes, probably the standout actual wrestler, yeah, of 2.0. It's, it definitely seems like these are the four guys in the 2.0 class that management's probably the highest on right now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it was also announced that. Uh, the cruiserweight champ. We'll talk about the rest of the, the men's war games match in a second, but another prominent member of 2.0, Joe Gacy, is challenging for the cruiserweight title mm-hmm. against Roderick Strong, and they've elected to take the, the the weight class out of it. I'm interested to get your thoughts on that. But the men's side of war games team, 1.0, uh, DIY champion Gargano, and then Pete Dunn and LA Knight are going to be defending the honor of 1.0. The biggest question is, I firmly believe that toxic attraction is going to lead their team to victory on the war game side in the women's division. Does that mean is, is, is 1.0 going to, are they going to do like a half and half thing? How do you, how do you see both these matches though? The war games matches playing, you know, I, I feel like the, the women's war game match is more of a toss up mm-hmm. personally, because I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many confidence points I necessarily put on it, but I feel like it's a pretty good chance if they really want to say, hey, this is NXT 2.0 now, then Team 2.0 has to win that War Games match. The On the men's or women's? On the men's side. On the men's side? Yeah. I mean, it it, it gets Braun Breaker a win um, for once. I mean, over Champa is, you know, big you win. Know, and, and, and it feeds in the broad story, too, because, you know, what's what's the knock on him? Experience. You know, Champa led him to every trap, and and he he followed him every instance of their title match. So now with with Braun, doesn't seem to be like he's missing something from an in ring talent perspective. It's experience. He needs to learn those little tricks, or at least learn how to counter those those tricks. Yeah. And so I feel like this is like the first step. He's in a he's in this war games match. It's a whole different world being in in those two cages. And if he gets that win, whether it's he, him pinning Chompa or somebody else, all right, that's experience under his belt. Mm-hmm. And he keeps on getting experience, experience, experience. So if they come back around to Champa versus Braun, then, you know, guess what? Braun won't fall for those traps mm-hmm. that Chompa sit, sets this time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's NXT 2.0. You'd figure 2.0 should win. I feel like it's definitely going to go down on the side of the women, though. Toxic attraction. I don't think you're going to pick up a loss here. Um, but on the, on the side of the men, yeah, I mean, maybe two point is going to sweep. Uh, where do you see the? Oh, go ahead. You look like you. Have yeah, I mean, one one argument I could make for because because the the women's war games match isn't so much a two point versus one point type. You know, they're not. Deal. It's not. It's not booked as as such. No, no. Uh, I mean, you know, in like in Mandy, she was an NXT before, way before 2.0. You know, and 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 Dakota Kai's been around for a while. 
And then you got yeah. Cora Jade on the face on the face team. She's 2.0. Yeah, but so. here's the thing though. I think 2.0 2.0 is a state of mind, man. <laughs> I think I think Mandy Rose is basically like the face of the women's 2.0 movement. Yeah, yeah. It's, le- it's less about we're bringing in all these new people as this is a change in philosophy for it's us. It's a new Mandy attitude. Rose. It's a new attitude. It's a but here's the thing. New if generation. Wanna, if they want to set up Kaylee Ray as potentially Mandy's next challenger, mm-hmm. it would make sense for her to pick up the win in war games. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe a toxic attraction loss when I see a toxic attraction. Although we had one last night with Cora Jade, another roll-up, um, which was actually kind of shocking too. But uh, but yeah, what do you make of uh, uh, Joe Gacy and, and Harland? Against uh, Roderick Strong for this cruiserweight championship, I don't know if this is going to signify some sort of change in the very nature, of the fabric of the title, which they I, need to do. I hope they do because ever since Roderick has had the title, he's had feuds with a variety of people. He had None a feud against which. Kushida yeah. with Odyssey Jones, and yeah. now with Joe Gacy. So yeah. if if the idea is to not tie the title itself to a weight division, yeah. Like the X division title, it was more is more about a style of wrestling as mm-hmm. opposed to whether you're between, you know, this weight and this weight. You know, yeah. And I right. always liked that because oh, then you had people who were pushing the boundaries of pro wrestling, and, and it wasn't tied to them being less than 225 pounds. I always really appreciated that. Yeah. I agree. Um. And if they make the cruiserweight title, whether they obviously they can't call it the X division belt, but whether if it's a technical belt, whatever, even if it's not necessarily tied to any sort of particular style of wrestling, mm-hmm. just make it an open weight title, you know? Yeah. Give it a yeah. clever, a cool name. If and- they do that, is it predicated on Joe Gacy getting that title? And because he, he's the kind of guy who, you know, talks a lot about change and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't he have to win this, get the title and then declare, Hey, this title is now, whatever he wants to call it, open weight or whatever. I mean, maybe. Or they or they use this match to set the precedent that for championship defenses, it, you know, both uh, competitors don't have to be cruiserweights. Are all these matches uh, sort of a theme on 1.0 versus 2? Because Gacy versus Roderick Strong. I know, I know Diamond Mine is kind of a... A 2.0 uh, thing, a 2.0 but thing, obviously but, Roddy yeah. is a 1.0 guy, yes. And then you also have, again, 1.0 versus 2.0, Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Duke Hudson will barely look different at all if he loses his hair. That's why he's totally going to lose that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, even said, he even said on the Tron, he says, I wouldn't mind taking a little bit more off the top. Mm-hmm. So he's totally happy about that. Yeah, he's fine with that. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll have to shave his, his head. Guess what? Month later, he'll look the exact same he does now. You know, <laughs> exact same. Not that yeah. huge of a deal for him. Yeah, um, right. uh, I don't know about as far as the cruiserweight title. I don't know. I, I'm still not sure how Harlan plays into the Joe Gacy thing. Like when he showed up, he seemingly just poof materialized behind Gacy in his uh, stare down with Roderick Strong. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, which feels like lends credence to my idea that he's like a uh, that Harlan's like a Tyler Durden thing, but not you know exactly imaginary thing but it's it's, it's like uh, he's supposed to represent a certain aspect of joe gacy's psyche if you will you know yeah 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 i keep thinking the same thing now about trick williams because nobody really acknowledges him that much <laughs> there's all sorts of imaginary friends in 2.0 <laughs> maybe 
<laughs> I like that. Anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this. It kicked off. It's it's sorry, it was actually kind of a clever way to kick it yeah, off. Yeah, I, I kinda like this too. It was doing the then now for then now together, whatever the hell it is now. Then now the, together forever. The opening thing, yeah. Uh until he release you forever. Uh and then but Waller you just hear Waller Grayson halfway through say, Shut this thing down. Shut nobody wants to see all these has beens. And uh, the crowd starts booing him. He starts talking about Cena and The Rock, both being dudes who were booed out of town like the people were booing Waller. And he says, but look at them now. Rock, huge Hollywood star. Cena, big Hollywood star. He says, Roman Reigns got booed endlessly. And uh, he went away. Now he's head of the table killing the game. And uh, he says, y'all booed him. He's like, uh, and what that says to me is people with three followers on Twitter and 80,000 tweets don't matter. You people don't matter. John Cena, Roman Reigns, The Rock, Grayson Waller. <laughs> he put yeah. them up there in his Mount Rushmore. He puts himself up there. And then uh, Champa comes out, interrupts because they have a match. And like I mentioned, this match goes pretty long. It's like a 15-minute match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really looked like Champa was doing what he could to uh, to get the most out of Grayson Waller. This looked yeah. like a match that Champa really wanted to have some pride in, making his opponent look like a million bucks. Yeah, and I, I could be wrong here, but doesn't Grayson Waller have some uh, pressing experience prior to coming to NXT? I kind of felt like he wrestled in about Australia that for a I few years so, prior yeah. to NXT. Yeah, um, and it shows because of, of of aside from Carmelo Hayes of of the the 2.0 guys, it seems like management's really high on. He's the smoothest in the ring. It's like him and Hayes are both really smooth in the ring. There's creative spots. The finish I thought was wildly creative and really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Waller tries to do his own version of the people's elbow. Of course, yeah, it backfires on him. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the finish was great. So Waller evades his fairytale ending, hits some knees, hits like, uh, I guess it inverted like somersault senton. So he has Champ up in like torture rack position. And like mm-hmm. Sheamus does a move where he has his opponent up in fireman's carry position does like the rolling senton on him. Well, Waller had chomp at the opposite direction, so he's facing upwards. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, hits the elbow off the second rope, but gets him a two, and then Waller hits a tope, puts Chompa back of the ring, is looking for that rolling cutter he does. Mm-hmm. And as he's rolling, Chompa rolls him up, flings him into the ropes, hits mm-hmm. Willow's bell, and falls with a fairytale ending for the win. I could try to describe it better than that, but you're just it's better off if you just watch it because it was really smooth, and it was really creative, and I, and, and I popped for it. Um, yeah, we get yeah. the more I see a Grayson Waller, I know his personality, his character is obnoxious. I think that's kind of the point. Uh, but I think from an in-ring perspective, he's he's growing on me. Yeah, I think he's one of the stronger performers out of the 2.0 class. Uh, obviously, look, 2.0 is focused on characters, and this guy has tons of TV experience. Whether it's you know on uh, on the Australian Survivor series that they did or whatever. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, clearly he's, he's got a ton of charisma. I could totally see him in a Miz type role going forward. I mean, there's, there's, there are endless parallels. I see, um, you mentioned in the pre-stream, I think that, uh, you see him a little bit more. I, I do see him as being a little bit more clever in the ring than Miz ever yeah. was. Yeah. Um, cause Miz sort of has the, the copy and paste match style. Yeah. And but, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Waller, I think is a more creative wrestler and has a more exciting moveset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, yeah, Champa gets that win with the fairy tale ending. Uh, LA Knight is watching the match backstage. He's got an interview. He says, you saw what happened out there. You could have cut. He said, yeah, I know what you're thinking. LA Knight, you could have cost him the match. Yeah, he did that himself though. That old crowd's chanting Waller sucks. And that's a fact of life. And then Joe Gacy comes in, says, you know, man, we should be building each other up, not tearing each other down. 
<laughs> he's like, you know, we should have a match. And in our match, we're going to have our safe space out there and stuff. He's like, ah, oh, you sound like a creep. There's one thing you can count on. That's getting your ass stomped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we had toxic attraction interviews or walk, walking backstage. This is the cameraman interviewing them. Um, and uh, Mandy says, Cora doesn't belong in the same ring as her. They have a match tonight. And they walk past Dakota Kai, and she just kind of joins him and walks with him because mm-hmm. she's on their War Games team. And she's all twitchy and stuff. Yeah. I'm um, huge on that. Yeah, I'm not either. Mandy says, uh, I'm not going to need uh, any of you out there. Uh, I'm going to take out Cora Jade. And then EO and Raquel are going to have another void to fill on their War Games team. And they walk up to like a bunch of the stuff that's all over the floor, like this garbage can lid stuff that's busted up. And uh, JC Jane says, Looks like somebody's rage room. Well, you know who that is. So they leave, and then like Kaylee Ray just appears from behind like a road case. Mm-hmm. With a baseball bat. They have followed, so her gimmick has sort of followed her and has become your uh, rage room person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a rage room. I, I, I haven't done that either. I'd be I, have a lot of rage. I don't have a lot of rage in me. I know it's fun to break stuff, but I don't know. Not you know, whenever I just had some frustration, I used to, I used to go to batting cages. Yeah, I I, I I get the basketball hoop on the back. Um, do you ever uh, you ever do one of those escape rooms? No, I haven't done those yet. Gimmick? It's an escape room. Anyways, uh, after that, Cameron Grimes comes out. Sad. His hair is a little bit shorter. He looks he looks cleaner to be honest with you. And yeah, he explains, his beard's trimmed up and his hair shorter. Yeah, and he explains though that he looked like he 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 liked looking dirty like a bum. He said, "I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, and every day." I would, have t- I would have people telling me I'm not good enough. But I showed them I was good enough. And if I scratched and clawed, didn't matter how many might- nights I scraped for change so I could have something to eat, I showed them all that Cameron Grimes hold it down. He says, through all that, I kept this hair and this beard to remind me of my humble beginnings, to remind me of the times I was crying by myself when I had nothing. He says, Duke Hudson, you took all that away from me. You humiliated me embarrassed me but where you messed up is you made me angry duke hudson mm-hmm. come to this ring right now because camera grimes is done talking and then uh duke hudson's on the tron he's in a mm-hmm. barber's chair he's yeah he is clean up here he's getting his hair done mm-hmm. uh, and he's like camera grimes why are you mad <laughs> he says <laughs> he's so matter of fact isn't he he Cameron is grimes. he is very matter, why matter mad? of fact why are you mad matter of fact yes and so he's uh he says you know hey last week you took a lot of money from me and uh, you got a free haircut out of it. I'm trying to help you, I'm trying to transform you from a troll living under a bridge to a decent human being. And Cameron Grimes says, well, let's come out to this ring like a, a human being and let's settle this. And Grimes says, no, I don't think I'm going to. Sorry, not sorry. And there's like a long, awkward pause. After yeah, I, so I'm assuming this was pre-taped because and, and then they just gave pauses in the tape, you know, for Cameron yeah, Grimes yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to talk. He was lines, yeah. Because after like Duke's first line, Cameron started talking and then he just started talking again. Duke Hudson did. I was like, yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't they didn't really rehearse this all that much. Anyways, uh, he said. Uh, uh, Grimes so, says, uh, I gave you a chance yeah. to show how big your balls were, but you proved you're gutless and nutless. So you want to have big stakes? Let's have big stakes. Let's go all in. He challenges Duke to a hair versus hair match at War Games, and Duke just says, "Yeah, I, yeah, I can take a little more off the top." He's like, yeah, I my hair, my hair is really short anyway. And then he has a bag of Cameron Grimes's hair. That's weird. On his person. That's weird. I don't know why you do that. He just carries around a little sandwich sack. 
Lucas, my friend, the here. Uh, after that, we had uh, Pete Dunn. He's just yelling at the camera backstage. He says, I've waited too long for a shot at the North American title. Johnny, I'm going to put you out and send you packing. Carmelo, tonight I become North American champion. I, I paraphrased. Uh, after that, we had Persian Indy. Indy says, you know, they took my husband Dexter's ability to draw by, you know, smashing his hand in the chair. Mm-hmm. So tonight, Johnny's going to take that title from uh, Carmelo. And then Persian's like, look, if you're too distracted, you can sit this out. I can do this same as I did it last week. I got this. And, and he's like, no, 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 I'm totally good. She's totally not. But before we got to that match, we had a video package for Tiffany Stratton, who seems to be some sort of rich girl uh, gimmick. Uh, and it's, it's like a road diary called Tiffany's Epiphanies. Mm-hmm. And she plays a lot of tennis at the country club. And her dad gives her everything. And, uh, yeah, just another 2.0 character. What's what's your take on this, man? What, what do you make about this? You a big Tiffany Stratton fan off the bat here, like rich uh, people? I mean, I, I, not, nothing about this really really appealed to me. Yeah, Marvell says, so just a younger version of Frankie Monet. Yeah. Yeah, nothing about this. I, I thought, mm, no, <laughs> not my thing. Not into no, it. No. Maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe I'll become a huge fan of hers. Maybe, maybe this is one thing. This is one, what, 45 second video package, maybe a minute. Didn't even see her face. No. Yeah. No. So who knows? Maybe there's, they'll do more with this, but as an introductory thing, mm, I didn't think it was that strong. Not really into it. After that, we had uh, Persia and Indy versus Casey and Caden. The entire time, Indy is just distracted by her wedding ring. Of course, the symbol of her fallen husband, Dexter Lumis. Yeah, so and she just eat, ends up eating the pin because she can't keeps on looking at her ring. Yeah, she gets uh, yeah, she eats a splash from Casey off of Caden's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get a quick little Santos Escobar video package. He's back, um, and then we get Andre Chase. He's giving his students a tour of the performance center. Walks up to Cameron Grimes. He says, "Oh, this right here is a teachable moment. Never make a decision when you're angry because it'll cost you a match, or in Grimes' case, his hair and self-respect." Grimes says, Andre Chase, you can go to hell. Chase has no response to that. He's just like, oh, students, don't pay attention to him. Don't don't listen to that. Don't He's thoroughly, to that. thoroughly insulted. Oh, man. After that, we had Santos Escobar versus Malik Blade. Was it like three minutes? It's pretty short. This was really short. Santos got the win with a phantom driver. Electra Lopez gets on the mic because the rest of the legato comes into the ring with him. She says, no one says no to us. It was we basically offered, the same. Sorry, it's basically the same thing she said last week. It's exactly the same thing. She says we offered Zion Quinn the opportunity of a lifetime. Look what happened to him. We never needed him. Now that our leader is back, Legato is stronger than ever. And then uh, uh, Wild gets on the mic. He's like, now then he gets interrupted immediately by Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle says we want those tag titles. Legato says too bad we already beat you. Wagner says hey hey amigos. Look at that tape, dumbass. My foot was on the rope, so we have unfinished business. Kyle Riley's like, yeah, Vaughn has a point. Oddly speaks perfect Spanish. It would have been great if Von Wagner actually would have spoke like a couple sentences of Spanish because that joke would have been hilarious if Kyle – because Kyle's delivery was pretty good. That yeah. joke would have been hilarious if Von Wagner actually busted out some Spanish. Yeah. Uh, Imperium shows up on the perch, and uh, they start running down – Everybody down there just being ignorant. He's like, they don't speak in a second language. And I'm like, Legato del Fantasma is clearly in the ring. There's four of them. They all speak two languages. 
and Spanish is pretty close to Italian, so I'm pretty sure they'd understand what you said in Italian if you did speak that. So anyways, uh, but, you know, I, I think they were kind of, you know, pointing at the crowd more than the people in the ring, but still. Well, uh, I think uh, Bartel also introduced his his bit of the promo by saying everybody here is ignorant and not very educated. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I, 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 once that was his open, I was like, OK, I'm taking all his his insults with a grain of salt because yeah. he kind of just said the same thing twice. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyways, uh, uh, so uh, he's like, Kyle, with your big friend Lurch, all of you uh, down there fighting like children. Do you think the two of you should challenge us? And you legato clowns, do you think you can step up to go toe to toe with us? Anyway, long story short, the winner of whoever figures that out gets Imperium at War Games. Fight amongst yourselves and we'll face the winners. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we get Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, EO, and Raquel in the locker room. Uh, Raquel accidentally bumps into EO, and that's a huge thing. They're arguing. It's like, hey, don't think I forgot about Stand Deliver, so on and so forth. Cora's like, all right, I'm really going to do this can they coexist thing. It's tired. It's outdated. Again, they acknowledge this problem, yet instead of actually doing something about it, they just reference it. Yeah, but okay, here's the thing about that, though. I do give NXT a bit of a pass with the references because they, unless I'm mistaken, they don't really go hard on the can they coexist stuff, not like main roster. And I do feel, I honestly think at this point, NXT is more of an HBK production as opposed to a Vince thing. And I think that it's okay if HBK is like, hey, let's talk a little bit of shit about this problem and I'll talk talk shit about main roster. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, She says, we're going to team at War Games. We need a fourth. Go find a fourth member of our team because I'm going to go out there and kick some toxic attraction ass. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had a Tony D'Angelo interview. And uh, he's, dude, they're betting channel points on these matches, man, except they're, it's actual money. But uh, yeah, well, that's the betting. assumption. That's the assumption. It could be channel points, I guess. It could just be channel points. Uh, he says he's got money on Carmelo Hayes. Uh, he says, uh, he says, hey, you know, we could turn this gold bracelet of yours into, from a one carat into a two carat. Call my guy Hesh. Put the bet in, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, back to the three stooges at the desk. It was kind of funny when he said that, to be honest. Yeah, they're all offended. Trying to. Yeah. Like what, what Wade was saying, it was a ring announcer, and then and then Vic and and uh, and Wade Beth Phoenix is, that were the Wade stages. does not want to be considered a shemp. Nope, nope. Big dummy, uh, big dummy. Then next we had Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade. Uh, so uh, Kaylee Ray comes down with her bat, starts banging the ring post, banging the laptop ringside, and then throws the bat into the ring at the ref. The ref catches it, and everybody is distracted. Cora Jade takes advantage, rolls up Mandy to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have a little promo from Trick and Mello. Trick says the disrespect stops tonight. Carmelo says he's the leader of the new school. He's like, Gargano, you've been here. This is actually a solid point. He says, Gargano, you say you've been here for five years. I've been here for five months and look at everything I've done. <laughs> he like, says you've been here for five years. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good thing. It's like, oh, that's a good point. He's not on main roster shit. Uh, so he's like, you got everything to lose. He says, I don't chase you. You chase mellow. And, of course, he's going to hit. He's not going to miss when it comes there, to I like over. I like the bit where uh, he says, done. He says we're the same age, but you got 10 years more experience. That was Trick say. You look like you're 40. You look 40. 
<laughs> oh, Trick is, I, I really appreciate Trick Williams. Yeah, I, I do really too. Do. I do too. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, after that, we had another Joe Gacy promo. It's really saying a whole lot of nothing. He's like, let me go open yeah. the eyes of the blind. You see Harlan's big meat hand uh, come to his shoulder, and he sort of embraces a little now, bit. Now, when there's there's segments where it feels like this Gacy story is going somewhere, I can get into it maybe. At least I'll be a little more involved. But it's just this stuff where it's spinning wheels. It's very reminiscent Law. of Bray Wyatt. You know, like how many promos did he deliver? It's like, wow. They're good in execution, but you're saying a whole lot of nothing. And I do feel like they need to get to every promo needs to have a damn point to it. Exactly. Otherwise, just don't do it. And if there's going to be a twist here, I feel like they really need to start working towards it. And that I know that's a huge if. I like to hope there's there's going to be some reveal about about this 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 relationship between Harlan and Gacy, what it's all about, you know, and rather than just have him by his side for some reason some kind of nebulous reason like i want to know their backstory i want to know why gacy reached out to him i want to know these things i'm okay with the joe gacy spouting these sort of cartoonish leftist terms because in my in my mind you know i'm okay with a little bit of my own headcanon all right i'm okay thinking to myself okay He's simply disingenuous. Everything about him screams a dude who's simply disingenuous. And mm-hmm. so he's using these terms when clearly that's not his his actual motive. You know, he's yeah. he's I'm fine with that. I agree with you. I there definitely needs to be a bit of an origin story that is laid out so that we know what the deal here is. Um and I, I'd like to get that. Sooner than later, I'm not at the point where I'm like, man, I'm so over this because I, I everything about these guys, I actually really appreciate the packaging. The song is awesome. There are some really good songs. There are some good like Cora Jade has a killer entrance theme. Um, uh, uh, Joe Gacy, I love his entrance theme. I think it's so fitting. And but it is it's getting 
it's starting to get to the point where, yeah, we're going to need to get a little bit more here. Otherwise, he's going to get into like the bad territory of Bray Wyatt where it's like, okay, can we move on, please? Well, I mean, it gets to the point or it's it's an idea more than a you know like the character arc you know yeah yeah we need to understand like where they're coming from so we can understand like what their motivations are exactly 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 and why they are aligning with each other you know mm-hmm. these yeah. are kind of essential things we need to know that if you're going to take the story to the next level yeah uh so we get eo cora and raquel backstage kaylee ray steps in and says i'm on the team and also hey there's that ladder match next week to see you get advantage i'm gonna do that too so uh, White Brownie uh, bringing us the ratings. NXT's back up with 625,000 and a .14 in the demo, which is uh, on the high end of what their yeah, you know, 2.0 is. is yeah. They usually do. Yeah, I mean, six if, if 600 is their floor, that's probably not terrible. You know, uh, we'll see where they are, you know, six months ago or six yeah. months from now. Anyways. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Joe Gacy versus it was going to be Joe Gacy versus L.A. Knight. Instead, L.A. Knight was attacked by Grayson Waller on the way out. They battle to the back. So Joe Gacy instead starts to draw, drop a promo about how we can fix something. And Diamond Mine interrupts him. Bivens says, Joe, this match isn't happening. And so since last week you tried to steal our spotlight, how about we do it to you tonight? He says, tonight, Ivy Nile has a match, so step out of our ring. And Gacy says, I respect that Ivy has a match, but I do not have respect for the Cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong. His name is an example of toxic masculinity, and the Cruiserweight title is an example of weight shaming. It triggers those of a certain body type. The Cruiserweight title is meant to, or the division is meant to divide. And Strong says, anybody that knows me understands I fear no man. I don't care about you or weight limits. My next money match is right here. So, Bivens, let's make this happen so I can embarrass this dork. And Bivens says, uh, at War, great, war Game, Strong's going to beat your ass. I'm going to make sure to cross all the I's and dot all, I'm sorry, cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And then he says, uh, Creed's, Julius, and uh, the, the other guy. Brutus. Uh, Brutus, thank you. Take out the trash. And as they start to step to Gacy, Harlan just quantum leaps in, yeah. and, uh, and then they back off. Yeah, Bivens says, whoa. Whoa. Not today. Not today. Not yeah. today. Uh, then we get an MSK video package. They are tri- driving to meet the shaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Nash Carter's like, I mean, I can't wait to chill with this guy. Uh, and uh, Wesley's like, hey, slow down. You're going too fast. They are, they, they're like, what's the speed limit? I don't know. Anyways, they end up getting pulled over. And they argue about who's going to hold that bag mm-hmm. that they have. And so the cop knocks on the window, asks they know what the speed limit is. And they're like, oh, 35, 40. I don't know how fast did you did you did you clock us driving? And the cop says seven miles an hour, seven. Like you, I don't, you have to ride the brake to drive that slow. Yeah, or at least just sort of let it, you know, let it go. I mean, idle is like I think it's faster than seven miles an hour. Yeah, like if you keep your foot off the gas in the truck, I think it's faster. <laughs> I've never than seven, tested you know? that to be honest with you. I'm not sure. Um, so the cop asks them to get out of the car. And wants them to open up the bag for him. They're about to do that, and some car just speeds by. Mm-hmm. And the cop says, "Well, it's your lucky day. Next time, go the speed limit." So he left. So this clearly references RVD and Sabu getting pulled over, and which, Nash Carter is wearing a John Cena shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, which John Cena uh, lost the title to RVD, then mm-hmm. RVD ended up. So what what confuses me though? So I mean, in my mind, this was clearly an R, another RVD reference. Yeah. What confuses me is the one week when they threw in a Jeff Hardy segment. 
Like I, I felt like they, they should stick to like RVD references. If, if it's clearly going to be RVD, why would they throw us off the scent one week and then go back to it the other week? So I don't know what they're doing here. But yeah, yeah I mean, you think that you think that the shaman's got to be RVD at this point. You'd think so. You'd think so. Uh, next, we had Ivy Nile versus Ulyssa Leon. Uh, Ivy know. Nile was doing some fun stuff. She did push-ups, bent batch, doing sit-ups. She was doing like a sit-up while she had her like in a leg submission. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was great. She the crowd loves Ivy Nile. Like she is really getting over just basically just being who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, this was really fun stuff. Ivy ended up getting the win, of course, over um, Leon, choking her out. The dragon uh, sleeper, yeah. Yeah, then we had a uh, a quick solo Sokoa video package. He says, NXT, the way it is now, reminds me of the streets. He said, I used to walk with the ones who were down from day one, but now I walk alone. Doesn't matter if I have someone with me. I was always by myself. So I'm here to fight anyone, old guard, new guard, the street champion of the island is what he calls himself. Mm-hmm. So there was some mm-hmm. discord between him and his brothers, apparently. He always felt, because Jimmy and Jay, they're, they're like twins, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he was like the odd man out, I guess. Yeah. It'd be weird having twins as a brother. It's like, man, well, you guys have each other, but I'm just a dude on mm-hmm. the outside. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like legit, I wonder if that's like a legit thing for. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, you know, uh, the sibling of, of twins. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. <clears throat> uh, then we get Grizzled Young Veterans backstage. They're just walking. They bump into a dude. And of course, Zach Gibson steals his wallet. Yeah, yeah, but then I did. This is a clever bit of filmmaking here. He steals the wallet. Grizzled young veterans keep on going. We continue to follow, and then that dude who just had his wallet stolen gets sort of pushed up against a wall because Waller and Knight are still going at it. So they're still fighting. yeah. Uh, after that, we had a little video package where Boa talks about Mei Ying having passed on her her spirit and power, and mm-hmm. once he's able to control it, everybody's going to fear Boa. And then he goes. <laughs> Yeah, it's blows the mist. Blows. Uh, then we have Grizzled Young Veterans versus Briggs Jensen. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans ate the loss here. So uh, Drake escapes the slam, lands on his feet, sells knee, he's faking an injury. Meanwhile, while the ref and Briggs are focused on on all that, Gibson gets up at the top rope. Well, Briggs turns around, sees it, boots him off the top. Drake gets back up, tries to take advantage of that distraction, kicks Briggs. But Briggs catches the kick, and it hits like a butterfly neck breaker. He tags in Jensen. They hit high-low clotheslines to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and for the lawnmowers won, Briggs and Stratton won. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, it's like they, they their whole gimmick now, Grizzly Veterans, is like, hey, look at us. We're, we're good uh, grifters, you know? Well, that was the story of this match. They couldn't grift their way to victory. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. It was stupid. It's stupid. It is stupid. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's not helping them whatsoever. <laughs> it does nothing for anybody ever. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. terrible. I, it's I terrible. Agree. I used to love them. He used to have those great promos. I know. They took everything that that was good about them and they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just about. Just about. Uh, then we yeah. had our main event. John Gargano versus Peter Dune. Pete Dunn versus Carmelo Hayes. This match was a lot of fun. Yeah, the, no, this was this was tons of fun. You got three great workers in here. Um, and, uh, and yeah, in the end, 2.0 made their presence felt because Tony D'Angelo had all that money apparently riding on Carmelo Hayes. It looked like uh, uh, Pete Dunn might be getting a win here. He got a uh, – he hit the uh, 
a bitter end on, on Johnny. On Gargano, yeah. Tony D runs down, pulls Dunn off the pin, tosses him into the ring steps. Hayes hits Gargano with that awesome top rope, top rope leg drop for the win. Waller and Knight brawl back out to the ringside area. Big brawl breaks out. We got 2.0 versus 1.0. Trick puts Johnny's hand in the chair. Hayes is about to stomp on it. Champion's music hits. No one will survive. He comes out with a chair. He takes out Trick. Waller, Tony D, and Hayes circle the 1.0 guys. Or they're circled by the 1.0 guys. Uh, 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 1.0. And Braun Breaker comes out. So Champa helps Gargano up. Braun Breaker comes out. And then uh, it just yells out, War Games! And then uh, 2.0 hits the ring and a big brawl breaks out to end the show. Yeah. Yeah, it was a decent angle to end the show. That was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was a solid uh, War Games thing. And ha- hats off to Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, we got some subs over here. Notorious LFG says, Happy Thanksgiving and happy 14 months. Any friendos going to AEW Live tonight, Chicago? Everyone be mm-hmm. safe this holiday. What's the uh, the CM Punk? What's the uh, AEW preview? There's like a, there's like a good Cody Island match on tonight. It's like yeah, Cody, it's him. It's the Lucha, Lucha Brothers, Brothers, him and Pack against FTR, Malachi, and Andrade. I believe. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good match. Uh, Wolfpack for life says, and then what's the CM Punk match? It's, uh, it's him QT? versus QT. Oh lord, that's uh, an easy one for Phil. That is a yeah. He said, Wolfpack for Life here says, someone said that any great wrestler can be given anything and they'll make it gold. Regardless of bad creative, what NXT wrestlers do you see have the ability to make anything given to them gold? Uh, Carmelo Hayes has that ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We also got Danielson versus Colt Cabana tonight. Oh, that'll be good. And then Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. Ooh. That'll be really good. good. There's some good bouts. Uh, Hurricane with Sub, thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave Matushek, which team do you think should you ever bet the outcome of the men's war games match should win? If you bet on the, I don't know, which team do you think should win in men's war games? Oh, it should be 2.0. Should be 2.0. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for the future of the of the company, I guess it should be 2.0. Johnny's leaving probably, so. But I don't know, man. You got Pete Dunn in there. Champa's still champion. That's why LA Knight eats that pin, man. You got LA Knight. I don't know. I think 1.0 should win because it just helps 2.0 down the line when they eventually sort of take over for reals. Um, uh, go ahead. They call me Keller with subs. It's Happy Thanksgiving, Stephen Larson, to all the friendos out there. Remember, Stretchy Pants are your friend tomorrow. It's true. Um, stretchy Pants are my friends every day, dude. Yeah, each and every day. Every sweatpants. Day. I might very well wear sweatpants tomorrow. Uh, we got our good friendos, New Legacy Inc. right here in the chat asking, oh. do you think it's a good idea to do two War Games matches on the same show? Uh I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. Um, I have a bigger issue when they do like two Hell in a Cell matches on the same show. But then at the same time, if they're good matches, they're good matches. I'm yeah. opposed to having bad matches. So <laughs> like if you have good matches, I'm about it. I, I don't know how good the men's one's going to be because you got Tony D'Angelo 
in there, and you got Braun Breaker in there, and you got Gracie. You have like, hold on, you got Tony, you got Braun, you got Grayson Waller. I'm not sure I trust LA Knight to have a good War Games match. So like half of the people in that match, I don't necessarily trust to make a good War Games match. Now you got Champion Gargano and Dunn, and if they're the one sort and Carmelo. of and Carmelo. And if Champ and Gargano are like the guys sort of laying out the match because they're like the veterans or whatever, maybe it'll make for a good match. But like the matches have been too damn good in the past. You know? Um I like I like the women's one is a bit better because they're all veterans, except for Cora Jade. Like they're all veterans. Yeah. But Cora, I mean, it's not like it's not like she started wrestling when she came to NXT. She has experience prior to NXT. Yeah, sure. I don't know how long she's been wrestling, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. But she's, she's like twenty, you know. so. Um, but yeah, I kind of trust the women's war games match to do crazier shit. I hope that I do not want any of those dudes getting up to the going to the top. Yeah, don't do any uh, of that shit. G Man Five says, since it's a newer, greener wrestlers in war games, are your expectations lower now? Do you think it'll still be a good to great match? You know, it, it depends. I'm happy that they're going into these war game matches where everybody's got stories. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And if you focus the, the the match on telling those stories rather than doing high spots, mm-hmm. then it could be fine, you know, because I, I think for both of us, storytelling comes first when it comes to our wrestling belts. We want good, interesting stories told. Yeah. And if that, that doesn't necessarily mean we would need people jumping off the cage. It's not necessary. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't stand when Champa dropped Adam Cole with an air raid crash from the top of a cage through a table. I'm not. I'm like, dude. I am entertained enough. I don't need to see you take like years off your career with this one thing. I know people yeah. mark out of that. I'm just an I'm an old biddy. That's what I am, dude. Uh, White Brownie says Cora Jade used to be in death matches. Yeah, I saw some. Holy I, I shit. think that's one cool. of their. I think I saw some. I mean, it was on NXT. Yeah, some video package where that where she was they did a match and looked like there was glass in the ring. If you do war games, I just want mat based wrestling. There you go. I want catches catch can shit. Exactly. Collar and elbow. Give me a strong lockup in war games and I'll be happy. There you go. The whole show is one war games match because two hours of lockups. Uh, White Brownie, thoughts on Jeff Hardy's proposed match? It's called the upward spiral match where in the first five minutes of the match, the ring spins at a certain speed for a certain amount of time and when it's, and then it stops. But then every two minutes, the ring will spin faster and faster. Blech. I want to see. Like to I, no, I don't want to see an air raid crash off the top of the cage. I want to see wrestlers thrown up in the in the in the ring. Oh, because that's exactly what happened. It. Yeah. I, I could spin twice in this chair and be dizzy. I I get dizzy so easy these days. I go into the kitchen to get something. I turn around and make to go to the fridge, and I'm dizzy. That sounds terrible. I get dizzy just watching that. I don't know how Cesaro does the the spin and does the throw up every time. He's been in 20 times sometimes. You know, he's got some serious torque going because he's holding up someone that's 200 pounds plus. Spin him around that ring. That's some serious velocity. The guy gets surprised. Spun. He doesn't. You got to be using your core muscles there. I know. Here's the thing the person who spun, like, they, they get to sell it afterwards. They can close their eyes and get their shit yeah, back. Yeah, you're together. right. But yeah. Cesaro usually goes right to he's a, a, a sharpshooter. <laughs> he goes right to a sharpshooter. Yeah. How is he not just falling over and vomiting to the floor? You know, that's my question because that would be me. 
I try know. to put a sharpshooter on and be all <laughs> we wobbling say, around like I had a case of beer. We should get together one day and try that. <laughs> do a spin. I don't think either of us could do that. <laughs> try to do a spin. Do like 20 spins and then try to put the other guy on a sharpshooter. <laughs> I want to get five through before I start feeling nauseous. Like not even try to spin the other guy. Just you stand there, you spin 20 times and then oh, try to put oh me in a sharpshooter. Because we couldn't, I, we'd not, we would not be able to handle a spin. Um, no. But like just just one of us spins around 20 times and right. then tries to put somebody in a sharpshooter. Man. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll totally throw it. Have some Alfredo right before. <laughs> oh, gosh. Some potato salad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Blah. Blah. Uh, Frederick the Dino says, I think an interesting point of discussion is that NXT UK is also an HBK production, I believe. If that's true, then I wonder what's going on for both NXTs to feel as different as they do. I'm sure it's just a directive for NXT 2.0. This is what we want to be. And so they try their best to make it that, whereas uh, UK feels like a throwback to NXT 1.0. Mm-hmm. I was guessing there's not that same directive when it comes to, to UK. Oh, wow. Uh, Sup, John says, it's 15 months into the future. Vince decides to launch NXT 3.0. What are the new colors of NXT? So the natural evolution from what we have now is just all the colors combined into one. So I forget, is that white or black? Isn't like there um, a light if theory? It's light, that, yeah. If it's light, then it's white. Yeah. Take all the, 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 the entire spectrum of light and put it together, it's white light. But if it's colors... Isn't if you mix black? all the colors together, you get like a yeah, you get like, like a, muddy a really dark brown or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's what that's what you do. It's just <laughs> new legacy sets. NXT 3.0. It's just pure black, and Brian Cage is the new champion. Man, he, that 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 household maybe needs to uh, ease up a little bit on talking about his career. <laughs> I just don't know. I know, I know as a wife, because I you, you saw that she had an interview with a Van Vliet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they need to fucking use him. This is that's gonna be there it is. They just added another two weeks of him not being used. I know. That's kind of what it feels like, huh? <laughs> Tony Khan got out his spreadsheet of Brian Cage. How much longer am I gonna keep him off TV? Oh. She used the F word and, and said I need to use him. All right, I'm gonna add another three weeks of that one. So now we're looking at now, uh, according to all this time saved up, Ryan Cage will come back uh, middle of May of 2023. Telling you, have him start a tag team with uh, like Lance Archer. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Give him a little, give him a little bit of a repackage. Yeah, have him be in a tag team with Lance Archer. Yeah, just wrecking fools. Have Jake do the talking, and like Lance Archer could talk too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All Brian Cage has to go uh, do is go out there. Look mean and wreck people. That's all he has to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, they're still talking about how Missy, how Missy, and at this point, he's not even being misused. He's just, you have he's to be unused. Have to, you have to be used <laughs> to be misused. I know. It's unused at this point. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. Anyways. Hey, you know what? That's great. Be outspoken about your, uh, your significant other, but see where it gets you. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, We're going to be back tonight for our AEW uh, uh, recap at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. So hopefully you'll join us there on the Twitch. If not, we'll be later on podcast apps right here on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.